We introducing Dr. Latrice to Mike Lazak, and she loves it. I love it. I love Mike Lazak. We got a doctor on here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Can't say nothing about us not being up no more. <laughs> Dr. Latrice. Put some respect on us. Put some respect on it. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's such a... I, it's like talking to family Like I've known you for so long And it's just a pleasure To have you on the show That's right You knew me before you knew me uh, Yes you Knew you in your mommy's belly uh, Facts <laughs> At your grandma's house Eating crab legs and, and kicking it Shout out grandma Shout out grandma what, What's your earliest memory Of those days Because I always find it refreshing When uh, people They grew up with my mother They tell me these great stories What's yeah. your, your best memory Of my mother or my father Okay so I'm going to tell you A funny story about me And your mom <laughs> okay, so um, back in the day, this was probably 94 or 95. No, no, I'm going to go back. I'm going to really tell a story. <laughs> so we were in high school, and um, we were a part of this. Or <laughs> I'm probably telling too much, but that's all right. No, nah, just say what you mean. It's called say what you mean, so it's so all good. You're good. You're good. So we were a part of this organization called Young Life with Myra Watkins. And basically, Myra would come into the hood, come into the projects, and take us, expose us to different things. We went to different camps, and we did these things called overnighter lock-ins down here at the Y. So... <laughs> It's already starting off crazy. <laughs> so somebody snuck in what we used to call rock gut liquor, like dollar wine. And if anybody knows Sherry, she was good girl Sherry. Like she wasn't like the rest of us, right? right? <laughs> but we drinking the Cisco and stuff, right? And before you know it, we sue and we at this lock-in. lock-in. Myra so mad at us. Me and Sherry, I don't know what happened, but us two, everybody was like, come on, y'all, y'all, get, get it together. We gonna get in trouble. Sherry then threw up everywhere. She was like, just call my pastor. Uh, call the pastor. <laughs> you know, she said the pastor, don't call Helen. Call the pastor, I'm don't call Helen. Wall. Just please get my mom. They was like, oh man, this is bad. Sherry calling for the pastor. Tree's calling for her mom. We in trouble. What y'all drinking? Cisco. Oh. <laughs> That's where you went wrong at right there, Cisco. It was bad, rock gut. Sherry, like, call my pastor. Then another time, this was a few years later, um, me and her was hanging. We had left church, left choir rehearsal. We about to go out. It was her birthday. And they was going to this spot downtown, and I cannot remember the name of it. But it's like right... You know, it's like a um, computer store, like down here somewhere, and it was a spot right next to the. Right, okay, right up here. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so I was like, nah, Sherry, I don't wanna go, I don't wanna go. And she was like, come on, Trish, you gotta go. So I get dressed and I go. And my husband at the time had slid in with another chick. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I'm standing back in the corner, and Sherry was like, oh man, I should have just let you stay (laughs) home. I'm sorry for this. If, uh, she was like, I'm so sorry, Trees. Don't. I was in it just back then. I wasn't the doctor, so I just <laughs> yeah. drilled him. He fell back. It was just a measure. It was like, you, was you, you could have stayed at home. He was Trees. I was Trees. <laughs> I was Trees. But me and Trey had some good hands. times. I'm going to give you one more funny story. Go ahead. Please do it. Say what you mean. Say it so all. So we at church. And I ain't gonna say. <laughs> Why are we laughing at Tuesdays and we at church? Some crazy. I ain't gonna say who the pastor. I ain't gonna tell all that. But the first lady wanted to sing. You know, your mom was a choir director, and first lady, bless her heart, but she just couldn't sing. <laughs> and so Sherry tried to keep putting it off. So we passed in the offering, and the, and the minister of music started playing the song. I want. I have a testimony. 
that the first lady been wanting to sing. Man, Lil John, she grabbed that mic. <laughs> Your mom looked at me. Her eyes got big. She started singing. We was hollering. Your mom couldn't even direct. She was laughing so oh, hard. Man. I'm laughing. It was so bad, but it was so funny. When we got back to your grandma's house and was telling Miss Helen about it, and she was like, now, I don't know why y'all let her. We was like, but we do it. We had a choice. We yeah. do it. But it, we had some good times growing up. Man. Some good times. I, I love to hear those stories. Like like I mentioned about my mother and my father, because it shows me a different time in the city. Yeah. You know, me being 32 in the city and where the city is going. Mm-hmm. Um, what were those times like in Canton? We were just able to have fun. You know, Man. it was nothing to see. You know, we all coming from Roosevelt. We up at Mr. G's. We kicking it. You got Eric Snow running down the street, conditioning in the middle of the wow. night, bouncing his ball. He conditioning. We like, hey, Eric, what's up? Why we kicking it out at Mr. G's? You could just have fun. You could just be a kid. You could just enjoy life. It wasn't if you got into a fight, your worst fear was you was going to get jumped. But mm. you were still going to make it home. These kids out here now losing their lives about yeah. fights, right? So we fought, you know, we made it home. But then the next week, we all cool again, you know? So we were just able to enjoy life. We didn't have much. We didn't have a lot. But we had each other. You talked about that a little bit uh, in your interview with Al Mecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Shout out Al Mecca. Shout out Al Mecca. And, you know, my mom, you know, my mom, my uncle, they grew up here. My uncle stays in Columbus now. Okay. But, you know, they would tell me the same thing, you know, about all the clubs that ain't here no more. Mm-hmm. Or, or what all these buildings were and stuff like that. And one of the things that I remember is being able, you know, to come downtown. Because I haven't really mm-hmm. kicked it downtown in a while. Just because, you know, there's always people getting into stuff. But, yeah. like, I remember... And she brought it up, I think it was a couple of days ago, when the Reds burnoff was down here. Yeah. And what a how, time. And how massive it was. And I remember just actually walking the street and just seeing. You remember that? The I whole city time. Was you here. didn't miss the Red Burnoff. <laughs> yeah. And at was, all. No, you couldn't. It was you impossible. Couldn't. You you, yeah. you could not miss the Reds burnoff. You had to drive through it. Yeah. And you couldn't drive through it. Mm-mm. And uh you know, I just remember seeing that and like thinking about those times and going to the parade and even back when we was, you know, our, you know, back in the early 90s and stuff where we could be out until 11, you know, in the summer, yeah. you ain't got no school. You can be out 11, 12 at night because on my street, everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. So as long as one by one person's parent was outside, we was all a lot outside. And it seemed like that sense of community. That's can. Gone. It seemed like it's gone. It's gone. That's the problem. It's is gone. There's no sense of community. I feel yeah. like everybody's about themselves. Everybody. I mean, and not everybody. I can't say that. You know what I mean? But, you know, that sense of, you know, being neighborly and looking out mm-hmm. for each other and all that stuff that I don't know where we lost it, but it, it's been gone for some time. Yeah. And that's the disconnect I feel between a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you that. What do you think it was lost? I- with when I was growing up, we had real grandmothers. Facts. You know what I'm there saying? There we go. Don't preach. No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> right. We we had our true big mamas. We grandmas. had our big mamas and our and they wasn't playing with us, nope. right? So it didn't matter if I'm at Sally's house, Susie's house, anybody's house. They mama could handle me. Take me home. My mama gonna handle me. Facts. We've lost that. You know, peep kids. We're having kids younger and younger. You know, so like my grandmother. You know, 70, 80, like I'm a grandmother. I'm 49, you know, Mm. and there's grandmothers who are younger than me. I think we've lost that sense of community. Also, I think that um, the dawn of social media and the way that we're, you know, body cams and things that you can expose that are putting life on camera, on film in front of us Mm -hmm. has exposed a lot of the systemic things that are happening and it is black fatigue. 
we are tired. Yeah, right? like fatigue. We're tired. We're we're fighting. We're and you you're so worried about your own individual survival, the sense of the village. You just don't have that extra strength to carry that over. Sounds you know, like PTSD. It it it, de- yeah. it definitely is PTSD. Yeah, we're dealing with that. You know, and, and a lot of our kids don't have a sense of purpose anymore. So you really can't say anything to some of these kids. You no. know, or you gonna mess around and lose your life. It's not like it was when we were younger. So that sense of peace, that sense of community, that village mentality is gone. Yeah, because it's funny you say, you know, back in the day you were just getting your fight. The next day everything was cool. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you right now, at least two or three of the people that I grew up with, you know, that I was friends with, I met them in a fight, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and you can't do that no more because anymore you get into it with somebody. Now you got to worry about such and such bringing a gun to the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, when you said, you know, it's, it's the grandmas, I resonate with that. Because, I mean, even in your own ho- household, in your own family, you know, you lose your grandma mm-hmm. or you lose that patriarch, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And then you can feel every. It. Yeah. Everybody. Because like when my grandma passed before that, before she got sick, you know, we held all the all the get togethers at the house, mm-hmm. you know, at her house. So Thanksgiving, Easter, all of that stuff. Everybody was coming over here. And, you know, the house was jam packed. Like when I was dating Brooke. The first time she met my family, it was, uh, unfortunately, my grandma's funeral. But, I mean, you couldn't get, it was shoulder to shoulder in the house. And she was like, I've never been around that many people. I'm like, this was literally every holiday. It seems like the structure nowadays is, um, and not to cut you off, it's like digital now. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You go to somebody, you, you knew where you was going. Like on Thanksgiving, you knew you was going to your auntie's house. And it was yeah. going to be packed with yeah. your cousins. And y'all put your coats in one room. Yeah. And the kids go here. It's now, it's like, it was all we're going basement. different places yeah. now. Yeah. You know, it's. Yep. Technology is great, but technology is also um, caused us to lose a sense of family, of connectivity. Yeah, I was going Yeah, because I mean. You know, FaceTime is cool in, in, in concept, you know what I mean? My dad stays in Pennsylvania. I have a little brother and sister up there. So FaceTime is a good way to be able to holler at them and mm-hmm. everything more frequently than getting in the car and driving two and a half hours. But it's still like because of that, I, I hadn't been going up there as much, you know. So you kind of sacrifice, you know, real actual family connections for being able for the convenience, mm-hmm. I guess, if you will, if you will. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's, it's important. That's why I don't really get too much into the phone thing. I do my texting and stuff. We talk every day, <laughs> <laughs> every day. Uh, but, you know, it was a time where we was also kicking it every day, mm-hmm. but we can't really do it anymore. He grown. I'm grown. He got things to do. I got things to do. But like, you know, the phone does help us stay in touch and everything day to day, especially when you went to college. But I felt like us actually when you came back home is when we actually started like building what we got right now mm-hmm. because then we was actually able to like but you it. notice it's, it's in person you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying it's physical so like um <clears throat> excuse me what I would like to ask you is because you talked about how like black people are tired mm-hmm. you can feel it we you know what I'm saying when you turn on the news it's always us health concerns mental health where do you how do you feel online has affected the black community like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I did a lot of crazy stuff, right? But it's not on anybody's film. Like, it's not on camera. Kids now, people now, period. You do anything and it's living forever mm-hmm. on social media. You're being bullied <clears throat> by it. It's constantly, you can't get past it. It doesn't go away because it is captured forever on film. I think that social media has created 
um, a lot of mental health issues that we see because you look at that social media platform and that's that person putting mm-hmm. out the perceived best version of themselves. Highlight reels. Yeah, and then we judge ourselves, but that ain't real. Yeah. You know, that's a filter, that's an effect, you know, that's a snapshot, a moment in time, and then we compare ourselves to that and that's mental like you register those things and you keep those things in your mind and now you're constantly beating yourself up yeah, what especially con- what, our kids yeah man. what concerns like what when you say mental health like what aspects does it affect us mm-hmm. like do you mean like I would say like insecurities. Yeah, like what 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 characteristics does it develop negatively? Like you said like personality mm-hmm. um you, you think about self-doubt, your yes, self-efficacy, yes, yes. how you feel about yourself. Comparison. Comparison, how you think about yourself. Then you begin putting yourself down because you're feeling as though you aren't measuring up. And all of those things are negative. Like negative thoughts affect your mental wellness. Physically, too. Oh, and, and your mental health is directly connected to you. You're not, do you ever hear your mom or your grandparents say stress will kill you? Yes. It will literally kill you. Facts. Like, for real, you will die from stress, heart attacks, strokes. Um, it, it manifests in your body, hypertension and those issues. Manifesting will kill you. And you, you think know? social media increases? Oh, though? absolutely. Yeah. My girlfriend, she uh, she gets really, really bad migraines. You know, I, I used to get them until, you know, and I tell her all the time, like, it's stress. It's stress. You're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like she was worried about a new job. You know what I mean? You're stressed out. You're learning all this stuff. She was, I asked her the other day, I was like, when did you start getting a headache? Oh, it's about noon. Well, guess what? Noon was about when you started going through that training. But has she exactly. gone to the doctor? <clears throat> uh, I, she that's has a good question. set up, but that's the thing I have to tell her, you got to get seen she because that's how I figured my stuff out yeah. is I, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I got a chance to actually go and get seen and take the time off to do it, mm-hmm. and I had good insurance, which well, I, I want to get into that too. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the experience I had in the ER when I didn't have insurance for the same exact thing versus when I walked in there with a United Healthcare card, mm-hmm. completely different experience. And let's put a pain in ER, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, let's come back to that. Please. Because that's not the place you really need to go. Right. Oh, no, yeah. And there was, there was plenty of other places I should have went to, mm-hmm. but they did... I had only found out about them after I walked in with that insurance okay. card. But where yeah. should where should they go instead of your primary care doctor? Okay. When you go to the emergency department, the emergency department should really be used for emergencies. Right. Right. You need to go to your primary care doctor because those doctors that are in the emergency room are seeing so many people for so many different things. Yeah, They're not really that makes know a lot, a lot about you know a lot about a lot, but really that specificity that you may need that needs to be taken care of in your medical home. And that's where I finally ended up getting the medical. Medication that, like I said, I mean, I would deal with these things and they were debilitating. Could yeah. not do anything. Because it's a process. It's, it's a sitting process. there, and, the waiting and, time. Yeah, and that headache. So a lot of black men especially are having strokes and passing away because of hypertension. Hypertension, high blood pressure is a silent killer. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, right? I have my doctorate, um, so PhD, but I work in healthcare. So right. there's things that I definitely know. Thanks for the clarification. Know. Yeah. Right. Um, high blood pressure is a silent killer because high blood pressure manifests as headaches because there's things going on in your brain Mm. and you have strokes. So black men are dying from undiagnosed hypertension. So it's a preventable death because we say, oh, I just got a headache, I'm just going to take a Tylenol. And I got this headache, I'm just going to take a Tylenol. But you you may have high blood pressure. So things are happening in your body due to that high blood pressure that will eventually kill you. 
So it don't just say it's just a headache. Exactly. Go to the doctor. Know your numbers. What is your blood pressure? You know, what is your cholesterol? Understand your numbers. So yeah. she needs make sure she goes make her go to the doctor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she uh, she's stubborn, but you know, I be I'm right there. <laughs> so, but yeah, um or very least go to the Walgreens, go to the drugstore and get a get a blood pressure cuff. Just, and just take her up. blood pressure. Just absolutely. just see what's going on. Cuz yeah, she ain't allowed to go nowhere. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just like one of them things where I myself you know, only within the last few months, you know, I should have been, been doing this, but I just really started paying attention to my health mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, especially with having a son, because obviously I want to be here for him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I realized like how my habits were horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I sat yeah, down to really start. think yeah. about it, you know, the first step for me to actually making that change was realizing like my eating habits, terrible. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my alcohol consumption used to be used to be crazy terrible and I had to stop because I ended up getting uh, alcohol-induced gastritis. You know oh, I mean? wow. At 30. Wow. You know, I had 30 and almost immediately I ended up throwing up at work and there was blood and I'm just like, yep, nope. Yeah. So they told me, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kill that. So that one I had to do almost instantly. But, but you see how like <clears throat> our people, we only find out when it actually happens yep. to us. Yeah. How yeah. often should uh, we go to the doctor? Every year. Every year. So so your health and wellness is about prevention, mm. right? So if you're going to the doctor at least once a year to get your physical, have your blood work, then that helps you prevent. Then you're falling in line with the screenings. You two are still um, at that age where some of those screenings, like your prostate screening, some of those screenings haven't come into effect for you yet. But it's about prevention. So if you're going to your family doctor once a year, you've developed this relationship with this individual that understands your medical history, understands your numbers, and you're getting your testing. So if something is going on, they can find it mm-hmm. before it has manifest and manifested into a symptom that makes you want to want to take care of yourself. So every year, go for your annual wellness physical. I'm glad you said something about building the relationship with a primary care doctor because I, the one that I have, he's been my doctor, my mom's doctor, even for you know my whole life as far as I'm as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And every time I go there, you know, this man has a whole book like for just me, mm-hmm. you know, like tabbed out and everything. And, you know, I tell him what's going on and stuff. And the first thing he does is start going down a checklist. Well, you still smoking? Yeah. You still drinking? You still mm-hmm. doing this? You still doing that? So, yeah, it's very important to have that that one person who knows your history Absolutely. so that they can better your experience. Your experience with that can be personable. Absolutely. And I think that's also disconnecting healthcare is that it there's is. a lot of people not getting that personable experience. They're just going to the hospital, having some people who really they're looking at you and 17, 18, 20 other people on mm-hmm. that floor at any given time. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, they're not there for you. They just come So you're in. saying like the wait times uh, in the emergency room? Cause crazy. Don't go there. You're there for hours yeah. and then you find out it's something small and then they say like, it makes a lot of sense. You say go when you're literally about to die. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go because, oh, my head, yeah. headaches more than normal. Now they just send you home. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, so there's a couple deterrents for me. Typically with your insurance, your hot, your emergency department copay is a lot more expensive than your doctor office copay. Mm-hmm. So like to go to my physician's office, 20 bucks. If I go to the hospital, it's 350 See, mine is 300 Yeah, yeah see, shout so out to my job. Shout out to post office. You see, so, you, so I ain't going to the hospital, yeah. for one, because I'm not giving you 350 bing. At I'm all. Going to the doctor. But, for an ibuprofen. Right. In pl- 
<laughs> and depending on what hospital you go to, they don't have access to your medical records. So if something is going on with your, re- they don't know it. They rushing through. LeJohn, you, and you're going to always be LeJohn to me. I don't know if everybody. Yeah, for those listening, <laughs> look, you putting them on to something. <laughs> I'll talk about K and culture. Y'all understand there's, there's Big John, who's my father, and I'm Little John. So if y'all wonder who Little John was, it's me. It's you. You it's me. always be Little John. You can call me that. I'm okay. going to let you do it. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not John Peter MC yeah. today. I'm Little John Little today. John. <laughs> Um, dang, what was I saying? Um, dang, I totally lost the copays. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm getting old. I forget what I was saying. Oh, no, no, no. You gotta go to the doctor? No, I'm just play. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, with insurance, though, you yeah. were talking about insurance. Like, is there differences with like with jobs? And oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was I gonna say? Dang, I don't remember. You got that good post office insurance. Right. Yeah, that's why I said shout out to the post you office. Can just go where you want to go, but still, do you have PCP? Do you, have you established with? Oh, I know what I was going to say. You were talking about how um, the doctor kind of wasn't connect at the hospital, wasn't connecting with yeah, you. Yeah, it's a so, less personable experience. So, Lejean, you listened to my TED talk, and I tell the story about my yes, hand. yes, yes. So it happens. You know, I went to I cut my hand open, washing dishes. Go to put a go to put a glass up. I gash my hand. Blood is just everywhere. I remember hearing the story. Yeah. yeah. So I right because for that I got to go to the hospital right that's an emergency that's an emergency so I head to the hospital and I get there and from the moment I get there because I look bad I got a bonnet on it's the middle of you know I'm about to go to bed so house shoes I look a hot mess and so the transporter taking me down for x-rays and she found out that I worked at this place so she said do you clean I mean do I work in housekeeping and wow. I was like, yeah. Wow. I said, yeah. Because I, I just need you to x-ray me. I, I'm, but in my mind, I kind of got to go to work and talk to my boy. That's the chief diversity officer because we got to handle Because I'm a healthcare, I'm an executive here. But from her lens, executive. people who <laughs> people who look like me are in housekeeping and or, dietary. Or you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's what, And then the doctor, he, you know, being real short with me, I'm telling him I can't move my pink. And he was like, ah, you ain't cut it that deep. Ain't nothing wrong. Wow. Just come back in three days and get your stitches out. So you telling me to come to the emergency room to get stitches out. You think I'm on Medicaid. You don't think I have a primary care physician. So mm. you haven't looked in my chart. You didn't call the hand surgeon. I was on call that night because that's what you should have done because I needed surgery. You should have just walked in there yourself and said, I got it. <laughs> you so <laughs> crazy. But those are health disparities. Yeah, and right, those right, are right, reasons right, right. why we have adverse health outcomes and death because they look at our skin and they look at us and those biases, we all have biases, right? Mm-hmm. The important thing is to be in check and understand that you, you have people that say, I don't see color. Well, that's not true. If I go missing, the first thing you're going to say is she black, right? So you see my color, and it's okay to see my color. And when you tell me you don't see my color, I'm offended because you're um, omitting an entire part of who I am. I need you to see my you're color, actual, right? right? So you have people to have these biases. You know, I tell the story about um, a physician, you know, that has a lady maybe that's overweight. She needs to lose a little bit of weight. He understands she's on Medicaid. She can't afford a gym membership. So he says, you know, every day after work, just go outside and walk. So he's in tune with one bias. You know, he's in tune with the fact that she can't afford this gym membership, but he has this other blind spot in thinking that everybody can just go outside and walk. Everybody doesn't have green space. Some everybody neighbor, doesn't some, leave some neighborhood, neighborhood you can't walk through. Exactly. Yeah. So those are biases <laughs> that we as humans have. We all have a sense of privilege. Um, 
so there's things that we don't experience. And the, the definition of privilege is when something isn't a problem because it's not a problem for you. Right. And that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just saying we have these blind spots. And in healthcare, it's a matter of life or death to have that's these a fact. blind spots. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Who could be? You know, my grandmother, I won't say what hospital. We let him walk in. Be. It's okay. It's all oh, okay. Right. It's cool. What's up, y'all? What's up, Heidi? How are you? Hi. You know, my grandmother, I won't say what hospital she was in, but I feel like there was a lot of, you know, that like I said, it, it, since it wasn't personable, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They, it, she was just another person. She was another number in there, mm-hmm. and a lot of things got That's crazy, man. That I, I, I genuinely believe to this day that if they ha- had not done that, if they had they been more actively, you know, looking at her in her history and everything mm-hmm. like that. Because my grandma was not a very my grandma. I can't I can't tell you before then when my grandma was ever in the hospital. My mm-hmm. whole life, you know, and she was only in her fifties. Wow, when she passed. young. So, you know, when it all started happening, it started happening so fast. I'm just like, you know, part of my language, but how in the hell is this happening? You know, when there's people going in there way older than her, way worse and coming out, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even touch hospice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel I've always felt like, you know, my mom, she's been in the medical field for a while. She uh, was an RN. She did a lot of house, you know, hospice work. Mm-hmm. So she was in there, you know, she was the place where they didn't take you to cure you. They took you to make you comfortable as you're right. You know, and she yeah. would see a lot of people who look like us in there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not being cured. They can't be cured. It's too far gone mm-hmm. now. All, they, all she can do is make them comfortable. Right. She eventually, that's when she had to get into casework. She just couldn't really do that yeah. no more. So now she just makes sure that people have the services they need when they do go in, like going into hospice or if they need home health aid or if right. they need like wheelchairs, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's that, that, even that, you know, we were talking about PTSD, just being oh, yeah. in the medical field and seeing people who look like you just dropping at record numbers, crazy numbers right. over things like negligence or not being personable or overlooking things like, you know, I should have contacted a hand surgeon in your case instead of just telling you to come back and get stitches mm-hmm. when I believe at the end of that story was you ended up having some tendons set. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I had a big, a bad deal. And my father, I, I to this day, I can't prove it, but I felt like my father was a victim of health disparity. He passed away. Um, he had been in the hospital. He was in the hospital. <clears throat> and on that Wednesday, numbers were just, he had COPD. He had some health issues. My condolences. Thank you. But they sent him home and Friday he died. Wow. And so the doctor and the ED comes in and he's like, well, what happened? So when he's, we were at the hospital with him on Friday when he um, ultimately, he had a subacromial brain hemorrhage, mm. um, blood clot on his brain. But the doctor that dismissed him on Wednesday saw his name and came into the room that we were in on Friday when he came back and he was like well what happened he just looked so guilt ridden man yeah, and j- but I, you shouldn't have sent my dad home right right, right? you should have kept him here and done some testing figure out what's going on I can't prove it but why did you send him home exactly you know what I'm saying but those are the types of things it happens every day my friend in Georgia her mother passed away by the time they found her cancer they had been taking her to the doctor for a year and they kept saying nothing's wrong she was like no something is wrong with my mind by the time they found out it was too far gone she passed away so we we are dealing with these things Every day, and you mentioned PTSD. Being black gives us PTSD. Yeah. Man. Right? You think about it being profiled, you know, me having to worry about what color are my fingernails. Feeling like everyone's gonna, looking at yeah, you. Yeah, how am I going to wear my hair if I go to work today? It, it's, it's Let me take stressful. my hood down before I enter this store. Yes, yeah. It's stressful. That is stress. Yeah. I bought a black, like today, I went to Walmart and bought a black sweatsuit, and the whole thing is like, Wonder how they gonna look at me with this on. To me, I want to be comfortable. 
But to some people They could be like Oh he's a threat Cause he has on a black sweatsuit And hoodies are like My Like he'll tell you Like that's my Like how he got the stripes Thing going on with Hoodies <laughs> that's, that's what I do I like my hoodies I wear hoodies in the summer You know what I mean yeah. And I'll have my mask And I accessorize my mask With my hoodies and stuff You know what I mean I ain't gonna trying lie. to keep it cool you know? I do you know I, But you know I have my hood up And then I have my mask on And then I went into Walmart the other day And I get the, the, the people greeter At the door Just gave me this look right. And I'm just like Oh shit So do I just put my mask on Or do I take my hood down I don't want to take my hood down Because like You know I just shave my head I'm shining You know what That's I'm saying right, I ain't it? trying to do that But I, I'm gonna take this mask down Because I don't want nobody To think nothing and it's crazy that we have to think about those things. Yeah, that's and why, those, yeah. And those microsecond thoughts that are always in my in your mind, like, man, can I wear this? Constant. Should I take this? It causes PTSD. Yeah. It's stress. It's our mental health, which is why I am an advocate that every, every person, period, but especially every black person has a therapist. Mm-hmm. Because you deal with things that you don't even realize you're dealing with until you go talk to somebody and you're like, well, dang. I ain't think about it like that, but that is stressful as hell. And it's crazy you, you said know? they're microsecond thoughts mm-hmm. because they they really are. Because in within a few seconds, you're literally thinking. You have to think about so many mm-hmm. different variables, and you got to do it quick. Otherwise, you look suspicious standing outside the store trying I, right. to figure all this out. I mean, even me, like being a mail carrier. Yeah, like yeah. you don't. When you see a mailman, you don't visualize a black man. A you don't. You don't visualize a young black man with tattoos yep. who looks like a hip hop artist. Some people don't think I'm a manager when I go to my job because I'm actually doing on doing the deliveries mm-hmm. too. They'll be like, "Oh, when you get back, tell your manager, I, I am, I'm, yeah. I'm him." Or think about this. I remember when little TJ, my son. Shout out TJ, man. TJ, he, I've noticed now people are telling me, oh, you mean crybaby? Because that eye water. Yeah, so yeah. I call him crybaby. <laughs> but when he was little, I was like, oh, I can't, can I buy him that gun? No, I ain't buying him no guns. Right? So even when your, your, our kids are little, we thinking, no, I, I can't get that. I, and we don't think about why we're thinking about that. But we're thinking about that because... Being black in America is stressful. Yeah. So you got to think about those little, and you think, and look, fast forward, not Tamar Rice, the little, was that Tamar? Tamar Tamir Rice, it, the up there little, in Cleveland yeah, with the gun. a gun, right? Cop didn't even stop the car. And so I think back yeah, to when I, when my deep. baby was little, and I just, something in me would not buy him, like I'm not buying him no gun. Now we, my grandma, I, I was allowed to like buy the little cap guns, you know, from the little dollar store. But if it didn't have an, a plastic cap or it didn't look like a Nerf gun or something that was mm-hmm. like out of a video game, couldn't have it. But my boy Corey, shout out my boy Corey, you know, <laughs> his grandfather, Don, uh, his grandparents, really cool people. You know what I mean? And I, I really appreciate them because, you know, they were older, but they never gave me that vibe. Like, oh, we don't want like I was the only black friend he had, I think. You okay. know what I mean? so, but they never gave me that vibe. Always welcomed me into the house, you know, was taking me everywhere. This and a the third. They would always be buying him, you know, BB guns and airsoft yeah. guns and stuff. And they looked real. I'm talking metal, slide lock, yeah, all this stuff. Not. And you know I just I mean? heard that boy, your mom, but you better not yeah, pick that no, gun Absolutely up. not. And I showed my mom one time, and she was it ain't like, orange. Put it back. Right, she was that like, ain't yellow and pink. If I ever see you holding that thing again, I'm about to whoop your ass in front of yeah. me. That's what my mom told me. Yeah. My grandma while went up inside my head with that broomstick because she's worried about your safety. Yep. And but see, them, them little nuances all from the guns to the hospital, it, it makes me wonder why, as a people, we're mocked because it's like they don't even know. It looks cool to be black sometimes because mm-hmm. we, we, we be black. Yeah, they want to cool. appropriate we us. They want to appropriate us. They got the sauce. Yeah, our, our rhythm, but not our blues. Yeah, there you hey. go. And, that, and, that's, and that's what it is. Like, 
going to work sometimes. You got to drive a certain way. I live in Jackson. I know when I go out there, 10 and 2. <laughs> Seatbelt on. I don't even turn my music up. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you think about that because you want to be comfortable in the yeah. world. But sometimes it's it's hard that way. And um, before we get into this, I want to take a break because okay. I want to I get more into uh Equity yeah. and, and just health Because I be, I think this episode Is so necessary to have Not just for black men But people in general Who need yeah. to be more mindful Of their health Because we're scrolling every day And we don't think that You know This mm-hmm. doing this can affect Up here Can affect our Our bodies So Before we go on break Where can they follow you? Can okay. you please shout out Your social media? Yeah So Okay So I got a few So on um, Instagram I'm at At Hey What am I? At Hey Dr. Latrice and then I also have my equity house, equity.house. Um, One of our sponsors, by the way. Hey, hey, Thank shout you. Out equity house. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> and then um, my website, you can check that out at www.theequityhouse.com. All right. What about you, Krishan? You can follow me on Instagram at Krishan White, where you can see me smoke John absolutely in this singing battle we got going on. <laughs> He's been kicking my ass. He'll never beat me. He will never beat me. He needs to understand it, but the fans love it. So by all means, carry on, sir. All right. I'm going to have to follow you. <laughs> Please do it, because we just have this little singing battle where we lip sync. <laughs> LeJohn, can you sing? A little back carrier tone. I'm about to say, you got to be able to sing. He has to be. Your mom right. had pipes. Of already, course. You already can't hoop like your pop, so if you can't sing like your mom, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Don't yeah, man, problem. I don't know what happened. I just missed the ball. The jeans skipped you on the on the hooping, man. They went straight to Amir. <laughs> oh, Amir got it. Oh, Amir, he going to be a hooper. Yeah, what about you, Zach? You find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, same handle, at ZWorthy68. That's it. Oh, okay. Y'all heard that? No, you didn't. You ain't got a mic. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok at Jean P the MC, J E A M P T H E M C, www.jeanpthemc.com. The little scroll bar going on underneath. <laughs> right. And you may remember, I got a TikTok. I forgot I yeah, had a TikTok. Yeah, what's your TikTok? TikTok? It's hey, so all my handles are the same at hey, Dr. Latrice, H E Y, Dr. Latrice. All right, Go there, st- make sure you follow Miss Dr. Latrice. Please do. you going to stick everything. around with us for a minute? Oh, I'm going to stay here till you put me out. Listen, I'm excited and we got to show off this little cool tag. John we got. Yeah. We got ad libs, ladies We got ad libs now. Ad sponsors. We got the hug. What more do you want from a podcast, man? And y'all can't see it, but the setup is so professional and stuff. Oh, I yeah. love it. You like the hub? I love the hub. Shout out to the Hub Art Factory, one of our sponsors as well. As it's hard to be up, man. It's hard to be up. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being on top, you know. Sorry. Nah, we're going to stick around. Episode 65. Oh, shrimp. The MC. No one Seaweeds. No one <laughs> <laughs> This is Mike Lizak. Episode 65. Dr. Latrice Snodgrass. You want to stick around with us for a minute? Yes. All absolutely. right. We'll be back, man. This is Jean-Pi the MC. Seaweeds. Say what you mean. Peace. Uh. Say what you mean, mean what you say I'm from the 3-3, yo, where them boys don't play Say what you mean, mean what you say I'm from the 3-3, yo, where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast, say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest, no arguments, yeah I got next, Jean P One, two let me talk my shit again real quick. That's why I be telling this guy. You know what I mean? You gotta you, you gotta start taking breaks. Look, episode 65, Dr. Latrice came, we getting all these lessons. We getting we learning about stirs. I learned I'm not what a stir no is. Rest. <laughs> 
and I'll just jump it up. Waking up. Episode 65, John P the MC. Say what you mean. We have Dr. Latrice Snodgrass in the house. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You got see weeds. You getting I heard you getting lectured over here on Sturbs. Sturbs. Apparently my pacing is what's called a you said stress. Nope. Or hold on. Something temporary energy release. Short term. Short term, term energy release. Behavior. Behavior. And that is what I do at 4 a.m. when I wake up. I pace. So. And you have amnesia, too, because you ain't remember short term. No, <laughs> I do. Hey, my memory is true. I will. I, I, and I attest to that. And that's probably has a lot to do with what we talked about, because, uh, you know, I hear stress does, you know, that correlate with memory loss and stuff like that. And stress I'm a very stressed life. individual, but we know this. But give us some. Can you give us some more stress facts? Yeah. Stress is not good for your body. You know what I'm saying? Like we everything is so fast paced in life that we're like we're constantly multitasking. Yes. We're constantly doing first of all, the human brain is not set up to multitask. We force it to multitask. Um we're constantly moving. We're like I'm more productive if I don't take a break. Stress will okay, think about stress like you know the game Jenga? Yes. Yeah. So each time you pull out a piece, right? You constantly that stress is constantly eating away at you piece by piece until finally you, you fall. Man, that's deep. So you don't feel it one block at a time, right? It, it all just a, crumbles. It just crumbles. Yeah. It's, a, it's a concept called weathering as well, but it's just like one piece at a time. And you don't feel that first block. You may not feel that second one, but eventually. Your body just gonna be like. I'm gonna approach everything with a Jenga approach now. I gotta yep. keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thank you for being a guest on the show. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we we talked about this city a little bit in the first half. But I want to ask you, what was it like, you know, growing up here in Canton, and and um, what got you into health? Yeah, yeah. So I actually grew up, and when I grew up, it was called Rainbow Acres. I think now they call it Chips. Oh man, Northeast, okay Yeah, I grew up on Northeast side I lived in Rainbow from kindergarten all the way to my junior year Um, But I spent a lot of time in the city as well You know, Mm -hmm. riding the bus or riding my bike over here And it just was fun times You know, like I think about those times now And I just giggle, you know Like really you, one time we walked Me and Tammy Dudley, shout out Tammy Dudley Shout out Tammy Dudley (laughs) We walked from Chips all the way up to this party that Travis Lucius was having on Where was Belden. it Oh, that was a mob. And it's crazy. And to this day, if my mom don't know that, she would have killed me. <laughs> She's like, why you walk so far? Did you walk down Mahoney? <laughs> no, nah, she would have killed me because I was in like the 10th grade. Oh, like, yeah. That was not okay. Yeah. No, no, no. So we walked and... But we, it, it makes me like you could do that back then. We walked and yeah. we were okay. You know, we rode our bikes everywhere. We rode the bus. We just had good time. House parties, house parties were the bomb. Was it like the movie? It was. What? It was. Oh man! Yeah, house parties. We just had fun. Dancing face to face. Yeah, fun. I remember me and my sister Tasha um, used to be at Roosevelt Battling, Terry Bird and um, Richard Torrance, <laughs> jumping our legs and Y'all was doing it the all. house party stuff. Yeah, we was kicking Ain't my it. type of hype, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just fun being young. You could just be young and have fun. So, like, if you don't mind, I got a question for you. Go ahead. So why do you think Canton is so different now from when... You know, you were out doing your thing, partying, being crazy, having all the fun. Like, because like, also an article a couple years ago, Canton was like the second or third most dangerous small city in the country. 
So like, why is Canton, why do you think Canton is so different now than from what, you know, what you were doing? Yeah, I think that we lost the sense of the village mentality. When I was growing up, it was a village mentality. Yeah. I could be in alliance and I'm like, no, nah, she know my mom or I'm not doing that because Mrs. So-and-so going to get me. And then my mom, you know, we had a village <laughs> mentality. Yeah. Now these kids are like, you ain't my mom. You can't tell me nothing. We don't have a village. And I don't know where we lost that at. But when we lost that, it changed the dynamic of our city because kids, young people don't have any fear of consequences. I feel there's no respect for life. Um, I remember I was blaming it on video games. I was like, you know, life in a video game. You kill somebody in a video game, they come back. Like, are these, are their minds warped? This ain't a video game. You kiss forever, you know? We, of course, we had some of those types of issues. You know, you know, your dad, God rest his soul, was a victim of street violence, you know? So we had some of that, but nothing, nothing like now. And we don't have village mentality anymore. We don't have the big mamas in the hood and, you know, the the families looking out for families. Everyone is just in their silo lifing. That you know? all like kind of ties into health and, and, and your journey because um, I was listening to an interview and you talked about like growing up in Canada, just having your own experience with not being treated well yeah. in the health field. And do you think... Um, Black and brown people's uh, experience with health is from their family history as well, like not taking, not appreciating it. I think it's a little bit deeper. So, right, things are systemic, right? So history, I feel I feel that my God brother said this, people that are informed by a sense of history tend to view life a little bit different. I think that when you think about mental health specifically, back in the civil rights era, Psychiatrists and psychologists were diagnosing civil rights leaders as having schizophrenia. Wow. Right. So, of course, our ancestors were like, don't go talk to them people because they're going to give you a di-. and and the the <laughs> the punishment was cutting off their feet. The diagnosis of schizophrenia was like to amputations, right? It was crazy. It's brutal. So, of course, our ancestors were like, don't go talk to them people. All from spreading. Because they're going to give you a diagnosis that's not right and it's going to cause harm. So, generationally, it's come up where, for the most part, black people don't fool with psychiatrists and therapists and stuff, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's plagued upon. It, because it's history. Things that happened to us in the past have come through our history. And now we have to begin to break those those myths. Really not even a myth because it was real. It was happening. But break those um, concerns because we're living in a different place now. And the same thing with health. Like, we weren't allowed to go to doctors, yeah. Right. So our ancestors had home remedies. We treated ourselves at home. They took care of us because we couldn't go to the hospitals because the hospitals were the white people place and we couldn't go. So you think about some of the hesitancy that the black and brown community has now with um, the health community. It's not paranoia. It's history. Mm. Things really, <clears throat> truly did happen. So now what we have to do is begin breaking down some of those barriers and understanding that times are a little bit different now and advocating for ourselves. You know, there is a um, power gradient. When you're you're sitting before a physician, there's a power gradient. That person is the doctor, you're the patient. So things that they tell us, I know my grandmother, for example, would have never 
ask a question or spoke up, whatever that doctor would have told her, she'd have just said, okay. Mm-hmm. We still do that. We say, okay, and then we don't do it. And then we're dying. Whereas we have to push back. We have to demand the respect that we yeah, deserve. Yeah, it's okay to ask these doctors yeah. questions. and if they're yeah. not answering your questions the way they need to fire them and find you a doctor that will. Instead of just not going. Because then we don't go. That's like drinking poison, waiting on someone else to die. That's what I learned about therapy is like, um, well, my experiences of going to therapists. I've always noticed like... Like going to a white therapist versus going to a therapist of color is way different because mm-hmm. like when you go to a white therapist, it's like they're kind of talking at you. Yeah. And when you talk to someone who identifies with you, even if it's just the same color of your skin, mm-hmm. not necessarily gender, they get you mm-hmm. because one, they went through those experiences in a way. And then also we're just connected, you know, just, just mm-hmm. being black and brown people. Right. So. I've always wondered why is mental health frowned upon? Because they say you're crazy. Not they, but in the black communities, at one point it was you go to a therapist, something's wrong with mm-hmm. you, you're crazy. But I think that's that's a brave step. It is. Why why is mental health frowned upon as it is in the black community? Right. Kind of a little bit of what I was talking to you about before, like historical issues that we had in mm-hmm. dealing with the profession. And then it's perceived as another deficit, right? There is a stigma that is attached to mental health, no matter what color, what gender. There's this stigma that if you have a mental health issue, something is wrong with you. Right. And as black and brown people, right, we already have one thing. We out here living while black. And now you mean to tell me, Dang, something wrong with my mind too. That's just another deficit that I'm just not even willing to deal with. And then we have, a lot of us have such a strong, strong religious foundation. We go back to the school of just don't claim it. Pray about it. Pray don't about claim it. it. Right? So that's why it's important that our faith leaders engage with us in this mental health walk. I love Pastor Sherman Martin because he talks openly and honestly about what happened to his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about that because he wants the black and brown community to understand it is OK to talk to somebody. Go talk to somebody. If something is not feeling right, if something is off, go talk. We need our faith based community to join us in destigmatizing obtaining mental health help. What made you want to start Equity House? So when I start, so back up, when I had my son, I was 19 years old, living in the projects, on welfare, and going to the doctor, like, I would tell them things were going on or stuff, and they would just ignore me. And I didn't have the words for it then, but I know that it didn't feel good. When I got into healthcare several years later, I became hip to what was going on. I'm like, okay. We out here dying because people ain't listening to us. Um, And not only that, only 10% of what the physician does for you determines your health outcome. The other 90% Mm. is social. It's where you live, where you work, where you play, where you age. You said that. You said zip area code. Zip code effect. Wow. Explain what that is. So the zip code effect. Research has proven that people living in certain zip codes live, have a life expectancy that is 30 years less than people that don't live in those zip codes. And you think, is that more health-based or just like the conditions or... It is because of the environment you are living in. Think about Flint and their water. Those right. people in those zip codes. Think about the zip codes and the kids that are, oh, LaJon, you okay over there? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to get you. You done broke. You no, done I'm, broke good, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 
<laughs> no, I'm just trying to get this, this is a good conversation. <laughs> um, you think about kids that are living in houses with lead, food deserts. Like the southeast side does not have one grocery store at all. It needs a couple, right? How and did if you, you just live, realize that, right? Yeah. So you don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, your life expectancy is going to be less. If your water is contaminated, yep, your life expectancy is going That's to. That's a fact. So your zip code affects, and it's social. There is nothing that a physician can do for me that can mitigate the circumstances of where I live. I don't have any green space. I don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. It, it's going to affect But where I life. live, there's a Meyer and there's Whole Foods in there. You know what I mean? Like you that, gotta, yeah, you know? You got Meyer right there. You got a whole plaza right there. I have there. access. Right. But it's about where I live. I mean. Th- it's your zip code. It, 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 realistically, let's talk about it. Okay, Canton. You know in this city, you're not going to have the best. If you live around here, there's not a grocery store there. Mm-mm. Versus Jackson. I can go to the Altman. I can go to the. I can go to a physician's office. Yeah. I can go to a healthy grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they, it's it's there, and it's all about area. Mm-hmm. I drive through the southeast all the time with work, and honestly, until you just said that, I just realized there is not there there isn't that. I think the closest thing they have is what Waco Market down there. Yeah, it's barren. And the and and closest one that was that Fisher Foods over here. And they closed. And they closed it. Yeah. yeah. Same as Southwest. There was a Fisher's there. What do you take out? You put a family, family dollar there. Yeah. I hate family. You listen. Come don't on. Get me on that damn family dollar. <laughs> they put them them giant. What what's the other one? Um, dollar, dollar, dollar General. General. They on every corner. I deliver the five. And they could put them up. And they could put them up quickly. Yeah, and, and they go up you, overnight. I, because me and my mom, whenever every time mm-hmm. I see a building come Two up, on or they're starting to build something here. The first thing on mom's house or out of my mom's mouth is, it's going to be a grocery. It's going to be a gas station, or a pharmacy, mm-hmm. or star, or or Dunkin'. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to be anything of any real importance. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, we don't need no another pharmacy. Value. Yeah, no, nothing really. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pharmacy is. You can get a donut first thing in the morning, but not. You can no. get your farm. You can get your prescriptions first of all. People, you the pharmacy. You can get your uh, medicine delivered. You right. ain't got to have a drugstore. But in there's my like community. seven of them. See, you know it's what I mean, you got Walgreens, you got CVS, you got Rite Aid and Davies just right wild, there. Man. It's crazy. You know and, what I mean? And that's what made. Me, so that's why I realized it, healthcare right now is very transactional. Mm-hmm. It's not transformational. And it's transactional because we don't look at the care we deliver through the scope of equity. So you hear equality, you hear equity. When people sometimes use those terms interchangeably, but those are different. Equity means I give you what you need to thrive. So you and Zach are in front of me. You both are my patients. You both have hypertension, let's just say, um, and you both have asthma. What you need and what Zach needs is going to be different. So I can't just put out the same care plan for both of y'all. I need to look at it through equity. Does Zach have access to the same things you have access to? If not, Mm. I may need to give Zach a little bit more so that he can get what he needs. You know, I remember we long time ago, we had a patient who kept coming back to the doctor, uncontrolled diabetic, and the doctor kept um, changing her insulin dose. She was homeless. Insulin has to be refrigerated. Right. But she never told the physician she was homeless. So he kept adjusting the medication. She wasn't even taking it. Not realizing. Yeah. She had nowhere to put it. She had nowhere to put it. But she her pride. Didn't want to tell him she was homeless, right? Because that's a deficit. You know, so we have to deal with the fact that this lady is homeless before we can 
ever deal with her diabetes. That's true. So the equity lens has to be applied. You have people that don't have a ride to the doctor's office, right? They ride, they come to the doctor's office on public transportation. The front desk makes their appointment for three o'clock. The bus don't get them there till three fifteen. They come in the office at three twenty five. Doctor like, ah, they late. I ain't seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was something I was going to say in regards to the whole grocery shopping thing, especially in the Southeast, because when I'm driving through there, I see most of them people, they're all walking everywhere or they're or they're at the bus stop waiting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, makes me think about like all the stuff that that they not only don't have there, Mm -hmm. but that they also can't even get to it. You know, right. reasonably. Right. Let me Hall of Fame, Mark. Don't even start with the, yeah, because I was going to say. But that's the only, when it comes to like resource, they have, it's the closest thing that's there. But you ain't and that thing out has of been there nothing. since I was a Kingdom kid. Kingdom Terry's. Yeah. Is that closed down now, too? No. No. Kmart down there off of a. No, it's still open. It's still open. It's still open. Never, that's never going to close. That thing been there since we was kids. It just looks closed because they don't do anything with it. It's just, it It looks scary to even go in there. Right. And then we think about infant mortality rates. The infant mortality rate, okay, infant mortality means that babies are not making it to their first birthday. The infant mortality rate for black and brown babies versus white babies is threefold, three times worse, right? And you think about the important role that nutrition plays in a mother's pregnancy. So this mother is living in this area that's a food desert. So she's eating whatever is at Hall of Fame Mart, right? Because that's where she can get to, Terry. Because that's market. she can get to, right? So all of these things are are impacting the health and wellness of our communities. Even like, I pay attention to um, McDonald's too. Mm-hmm. Like, you notice, like McDonald's on Cherries, right in between Northeast yeah. and the Southeast. Strategic. So moms know, hey, I can't get a balanced meal at the grocery store, but I could drive right down and get yeah. a, two McDoubles or a four for four, whatever. And this is what some parents are feeding their children yeah. nightly. Yeah. So you were talking about, you know, uh, you know, what the lady with, you know, her being homeless and everything. Do you believe to like it also falls on people to be honest with their their care providers so that they can you know if this person does genuinely yeah. give you yeah. know, a dang about you know what's going on they can really do it absolutely because so many people you know and I, I saw it all the time there was a couple of times you know I would go to the hospital I would you know play you know driver for somebody who couldn't drive and mm-hmm. they're asking them questions like oh do you smoke weed do you do anything and no. they're not they're not answering you mm-hmm. know the correct way and I always have to tell people like look. Bro, they're not here to get you in trouble. They just need to make sure that whatever they give you doesn't conflict you with You know, black people ain't telling no doctor if they smoke weed or not. But that's the thing, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> I, I, I smoked the blood before I got here. I, <laughs> I smoked the blood on the way. How you think I got here? Like, all right now, doc. Because I know y'all's going to be a minute for y'all. That so. is a great point. I talk about that in my book, <laughs> Justice for the Health of It. I wrote a book. And I talk about the role that we play as well, right, and advocating for ourselves. So it's really important that we have a doctor that we feel like we can be honest with, because let's just keep it real. Some of them doctors, certain stuff you... It's the police. No, no, but look, (laughs) some stuff you might not want to tell them, right? right? So you need to... We spend more time picking out a candy bar than we do picking out who we trust our health care to. Facts. Do your homework. Talk to them, you know, interview them. What do you have a diverse panel of patients? You know, what do you think of you? Inter- make sure it's someone that you are comfortable to tell the truth to. I think that right. that that takes um, 
that's a part of it too like even with my experience like mm-hmm. having high blood pressure and me just being like I could just be genuinely scared and nervous which yeah. is spiking it up white coat you know syndrome. what I'm saying white coat syndrome and that's why I was like, man, that must be a real thing because it's it just a term. Funny. But I was like, I got scared, man. Like, it just, I was cool. They told me not to eat before. I didn't eat. It's fine. Yeah. Going to going to um, emergency room to get the surgery. They're like, yo, your <clears throat> blood pressure is up. But I'm also paying attention to how I'm feeling. I'm like, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I got this doctor who's telling me you're costing us money. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I just came to make sure I'm okay. Ooh, I wish you would have told me. I'd have went up there like, listen. I was about to call you. Like, you yo, all right. I would have lied. I'm calling mom. You should have. Like, what did you tell my son? Huh? Yeah. Excuse me? Because it's just. How about you be worried about his blood pressure being up and making sure he's okay? But that was something that I had to learn about. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, they, I may have not liked what they said, but it also made me pay attention to my blood pressure mm-hmm. and drinking more water and taking water with me and, 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 and making different changes. So what changes do you think our people need to make in regards to whether or not clueless about doctors? What, mm-hmm. cha- what are some small changes yeah. they can make? I think that um, we, we have to begin making better lifestyle choices mm-hmm. so that we can help our eyes. And it's little things, right? You, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. If you're someone who has never done physical activity, you eat a lot of junk food, Telling you to stop eating junk food and start going to the gym three times a week is not realistic. But just maybe drink more, you know, instead of, you know, drink, instead of drinking that cup of soda, just trade it in for a cup of water. Maybe just go walk for five minutes. Just little changes to give you a better chance um, to make it. Just make little changes and exercise your voice. (laughs) When you go to the doctor and go to the doctor once a year, I don't care if you don't have insurance, there are facilities that will see you. We have Life Care, which is a federally qualified health center in Canton. Yeah, put them on. Let them know. Yeah, in Canton, I think in Maslin, I think they're also in Maslin. And then Alliance has one as well. They treat you regardless of your ability to pay. They have they have something called a sliding fee scale where you pay according to your income. If you don't have an income, you don't pay anything. Wow. You have to go to the doctor at least once a year. Go get your annual physical every single year. We have people that die from colorectal cancer. It's preventable. Get your screenings. I mean, you don't have to die from it. Like if you're getting your screenings, it can breast cancer. You know, screenings prevent all of these things. Go see your doctor once a year. Make a small change. If you're not doing any activity now, then just say you'll walk around your house for five minutes or you'll drink two cups of water a day and just make small changes because that's what's going to give us the best, the better, the best fighting chance. There was a guy I worked with. um, You know, he used to be on the road, but when he stopped being able to be on the road, he would just like, I I saw him doing, I'm like, bro, why are you walking around the store? Oh, I got to get my steps in. That's right. So he's literally just Mm -hmm. literally a whole lap around our sales floor. That's right. Is what he would do. Uh, Just because he wasn't out there on the field, you know, lifting these 250. They do it downtown, like on their lunch breaks, they walk. Yeah. They will walk right up Walnut. We see it, me and Zach, we see it downtown. They walk, put Mm -hmm. their gym shoes on and just walk. Just walk. Guys in suits, you know. Walking. That's right. Just yeah. walk. Just I do it when I work to VXI because I'm sitting in that damn cubicle. I would just, I would go, I'd walk around the building as I smoke my cigarette. And something else, I'm an advocate, and, and this is like for my mental health, I journal. Mm. Right? I think journaling is 
important for your mental health. Like, get some of those thoughts out of your mind and just get them onto paper. Just so I guess jump. writing a verse for me don't Absolutely, count. Absolutely, that could. counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I wrote, I wrote poetry and okay. I would just write. I would get stressed out, stirred. I would write poetry. You know, so <laughs> exercise your mental health as well limit and this is something and look now i'm i need to do this like limit Uh-oh. your time on social media that can be i think toxic. everyone's guilty of that i'm so guilty but and now my phone like show me how long i've been i'm like damn i ain't ask y'all mind your business on sunday right on wake up yeah, you no, on my phone for 38 yeah, hours damn, like, i didn't know that mean, i oh. ask you though mind your business but I <laughs> all mean, right iphone <laughs> Be getting but that screen time that. notification. Just and like, like I used to watch, like I'm a big ID TV person. So I'm watching all of this killing and and how to get away with this murder. Oh, yeah, and I, this did, I just finished diamond, so I know my blood pressure yeah. been through the roof. No. Like we, we have to limit, like limit <laughs> yeah. what you intake. Right. Because that plays with your mental health as well. Yeah. Um so I I don't watch as much. I try, you know, to I'll log out of social media for a while. Like, okay, I'm gonna go off of this for about three or four days. So try to limit what we intake The music that we listen to I love music, music is my piece But I make sure the first music I listen to Every day is gospel music I bump jazz in the morning Yeah, jazz I I can't just wake up bumping DMX at (laughs) 6 o'clock Like I gotta gotta ease into it I gotta bump some Miles Davis, you know, get my day going Yeah, Yeah. Some days we start straight up I was like, at one point I was waking up every day Bumping future, I said, I can't keep doing this every morning (laughs) (laughs) I gotta ease up a little bit Come on yeah. Right in the shower, listening to the future. So yeah, outside, outside of being Doctor Latrice, uh-huh. what do you do for yourself for fun? Like, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, I I used to be really good about taking time for me. Like, I would roller skate and. Um, Physical fitness is important to me. I work out. But you know me, it's just like life is like the older you get, you realize how precious the people in your life are. This is true. So for me, it's like going out to eat or to dinner with my girls and just chopping it up and just being able to be myself and say whatever I want to say because they're not. Say judging what you me. mean. Say what you mean. Because right. they're not judging me. So like just spending time, spending time with my grandson, Tegan, just, you know, those things as you get older, like value shifts as to what's important like back in the day it was you know just kicking it and, and just <laughs> drinking, being out drinking there Cisco, wow, you know drinking, what I'm saying? Cisco, right. <laughs> but it's just you know fun for me is just you know time with my girls just people who are just authentic authentically love me and in my corner and and care about what is that this the hub oh, oh okay they're yeah. working on something downstairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise, what was that noise? <laughs> yeah so yeah just enjoying the people that loving on the people that love on me doing this this is fun for me you know like that connection with you and um you know being a part and watching you prosper and just do all that like this is fun for me so these are the things like just unstructured stuff stuff that doesn't have structure that's not time bound that i can just that's why we like doing this podcast. Is it may be structured when you see the mixer and the headphones, yeah. but this is us just hanging out. It is. But this is all, cool. Thank you. It's us just hanging out, but also informing the people of you know, what's going on out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, you said you roller skate. I do. John looks horrible on roller skates. What? I can't play sports. I can't roller skates. That's something nice. That's affecting my my stir. What's bro, your, I, his I stir is roasting. I'm not stirring. His stir is <laughs> 
head is big. I'm currently yeah, he's yeah. talking about your head. Yeah, he's talking about my head. His stirb is I'm roasted. Currently stirbing. You're stirbing. I'm stirbing. Stirbing a lot. I'm stirbed. Nah. What's your What's your roller skating playlist? What you listening to when you're on the skates? What's your I just I just like music. So I I really enjoy like because I just. You know, all the fast jumping, I'm just smooth and slow. So I like R and B. Like give me some Jaheem and some Mary. Just give me some old school R and B. So he's not bad skate. Now them is Dude. not there are those times you for spinning? that music. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm I am i am a spin and fall. Yeah. I think and I'm gonna go to North Canton tonight and skate. Yo, listen. It's been a while since I went I since I went skating. Black man. people, we make everything look so good. I love a social media. We just took over roller skating. We, we took over tennis, <laughs> basketball, now roller skating now. Golf. Cause every time, yeah, every time I see Usher on skates, I'm like, I gotta go to Atlanta. Just yeah. you know, Rihanna taking over the uh, the, the wrestling game, so we about to have shout that out too. Rihanna Brandy, my cousin oh, Rihanna. Yeah. Doing Yo. great things in WWE. Yo, and I'm about to take over this filmmaking giant. There ain't y'all ain't about to have nothing. Black is beautiful. Black is sexy, right now. It's funny because I was just t- look. I actually told one of my white colleagues that I was like, listen, we got all these ARPA dollars out here, right? This <laughs> this COVID. I said, and black is sexy right now. It is. So we need to go ahead and get these dollars and do what we need. To do. For That's the black and brown community Because it's sexy right now Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and ride this And make some changes Do some transformation In our communities um, Because people are listening right now And they watch Even the ones that are Pretending to listen Right They still listening mm-hmm. You know And they, they still hearing and seeing They want to check these boxes So we just gotta um, We're the most simulated people On the planet so It's time to capitalize mm-hmm. Be black. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Like I said, our rhythm, they want our rhythm, yep. but not our blues. That's I like that. Everyone wants to be black until you get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> so you see them lights pop yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was talking to somebody because I had my concealed carry. Yep. And I was talking to one of my friends and I was telling him, you need to get your, he was like, man, sis, no. Nah. And I was like, what? So this is again, like, I'm still like, when yeah. I talk about intersectionality, I'm a black <laughs> female, not a black male. So for me, I'm like, man, why don't you want anyone, your CC? You know but saying? you know what he told me? He said, nah, sis, because that's connected to my license plate. So if the cop ever get behind me and they run my plate, <laughs> it pop up that I have a CCW. First thing he is. said, so now. I'm at I'm in danger. He coming because up to the he car come expecting to, a gun. He gonna come up to my car uh, defensive. I'm like, damn, I ain't think about that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a real fear. Yeah. That's a real fear. You know, and he was you're like, trying to protect want, yourself. He was, he was like, like, I don't want that attached to my license mine, plate. He's got a CC dub, and he was telling me, well, you don't even need it now. You can just get one. I'm like, you are out of your mind. If you think I'm gonna get a gun unregistered. Like yeah. for yeah, any reason, I, I would mm-hmm. never. I don't even like guns to begin with, mm-hmm. and like anybody will tell you, I'm I'm, I'm good with a knife, so yeah, we ain't got to worry about a gun. But <laughs> old school, it's like I, I prefer. But I just don't. I, I can't bring myself, even if I had the license or had it. I just just holding a gun. Mm-hmm. I went shooting one time. It was fun, but I was on a range and I was with people. Who, it wasn't my gun. Yeah, that was the only time I ever really felt comfortable around a gun. Yeah, I, I, I never. That's why if anybody ever said, "Oh, Kashan got, got in trouble for shooting who?" You know, I ain't do it because <laughs> <laughs> he put a switchblade out like right. this. And, yeah. yeah, it was already out. You know what I'm saying? I you much you much faster see me with a uh, with a with a knife than you see me with a gun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if that was given my 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 enemies any kind of you know intel it is what it is but, <laughs> you, you don't have what enemies you don't have enemies. yeah come on Krishan hey I don't have enemies you know that implies that I'm beefing with you but there are people who don't like me so 
They got stirbs, that's why. Their stirb is to sit in their house hating me. Yeah, man, they, that's they stirb. But yeah. this all goes back to when you were talking about PTSD, mm-hmm. right? This all goes back to why we have the post-traumatic stress syndrome that we have as black people, just living black. Even, even y'all talking about guns. Yeah. Like, my, my father was killed, you know what I'm saying, with gun violence, and that's why... I don't like to hold them. Mm-hmm. I don't like to look at them. But when you see CCW isn't necessary, I just don't want to be in a situation where I have to pull a gun out because yeah. of what, it's, what it did to me at six years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those type of things. It's just crazy how every little thing is yeah. it's so important, but also, man. you'd have to think about it, though. Like, based yeah. on what happened to what you went through with gun violence and everything, if you did have a CCW and that situation presented itself, Knowing what you dealt with And you would probably Think about that In that moment Do you even think You'd even be able To pick it up That's what I'm saying I wouldn't even be able To pick it up mm-hmm. You know and, what I'm saying And that's that's where The issue lies Because a lot of people Get these guns And they get them, they, they can't get to them In time You know stuff Then like they want to be but cowboys also like you know A lot of these people Find a reason To be the first one To draw the gun Right And that's where you get All this stuff happening and With all this gun violence out here yeah. yeah and it takes a lot To get me upset And I was raised By older guys Who said that Like yo They be pull it out You better use it yeah, better use I'm from the southeast You know what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah we'll play that CCW class They yeah. tell you If you pull that gun You use it Use it Because I'm telling you right now But you learn that Before even CCW you gonna pull it out You better You better use it You know what I'm saying Now you got a whole Another problem Cause now you done Pulled a gun on somebody And you let them go Yep And right. beef or unfortunately Don't die Or you pull yours die. Or they gonna pull their You know what I'm saying So I have I have guns But it's it It's for my protection You know what I'm right. saying Living in my house By myself Where I live at And um, But I, I pray I never Have to use it That's how I feel yeah. I mean that was yeah I prayed I never had to Slice and dice. Yeah, I prayed I never had to, but yeah. hey, but you got the butterfly one, you know. Sometimes. You got the one Snoop Dogg nah, fight. That's, that's that's for style. My hair, I don't, I don't, for style. I don't have nothing for style. It's straight. It's, it's slice your style. Yeah, so. does it fit good in my hand and is it serrated? That's all I care about. Those two things. So uh, I just took my nephew. He because he was, he saw my knives and everything. He's like, no, I want to get one. So you know, I got all my swords and everything like that. And I'm big swords. Into those. Swords. Oh, I, I, not to carry, but like I'm oh, big I'm into. Like, well, Oh, you go to school like this? You going to work like... No, I'm I, don't, I, don't, I don't carry these out. But like, no, I display them and everything. And, uh, you know, I clean them and everything like that. So he saw it. So he, my sister let him get a few. And he was like, where, where should I go get a knife from? And this and the third. And I'm like, well, look, you want to go get something from like a hunting place or a fishing place. Don't go to no little flea market because these are for use. These are for effectiveness. These aren't just to look pretty and all that. So I had to teach him all of that stuff. Take him to the night shop you got your knife at, Mr. Excalibur over here. Which one? Oh. Well, no, most of my stuff is you know, special <laughs> ordered, my guy. You ain't get you, I, you got a sword? I have three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a Best friend, 17 years, never knew you had a sword. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a katana. Um, it's your samurai friend. I'm going to go to the club with you now and be like, all right. <laughs> Krishan, go pull that katana you can't, you can't out, bro. You can't sneak it in the club unless you like <laughs> all the way down my leg. But there, the one is like six foot. It's like a replica of uh, this Dang. from this Dang. character. Yeah, it's a replica. It's a, I can't use it, but it's a replica of this guy. Uh, it will be six foot. And um, it's from a game, a character, video game character, but it's like one of my prized possessions there. But yeah, it's like six foot and I can't keep it in the house. So we can't be kicking with no six foot. You got to let me know if you bring a six foot knife wow. in the you car. You're going to see this thing because it doesn't have a sheath. It's only just straight. I don't to get pulled over with him and they'll be like you know there's a six foot knife I'm like you're not telling me that was in the car yeah 
Miramasa. It's very, very, very. Nah, but check this out, man. I want to take a break. Okay. And on this break, I want to um, do a segment called P's Positive Point. And that's where I have my guests tell me their favorite quote. It okay. could be from anything. Okay. What it means to you. And we do one too. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a break and we're going to talk about that. And then Michael gonna... Zach do one too. Yeah, Michael okay. Zach does one too. He yeah. just don't have a mic. He just has to scream. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him. Yeah. So we're gonna take this break and do that real quick. All right. This is John Peter MC, episode sixty-five. Miss Doctor Latrice, respect Snodgrass. on it. Put some respect on it. John Peter MC, we out of here. Peace. Back. Episode 65. Say what you mean, John Peter MC, Seaweeds, Michael Zach, Dr. Latrice Snodgrass. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? You enjoying the hub? Is those, this those? is a phenomenal space. I think that you should find a way to highlight this space so that the community, the black community knows that this is yes, down here. That's why we down here. Yeah, this is nice. Like I was telling you earlier, we got to start exposing our kids to things like this. We might got some Picassos in our in our hoods exactly. that we don't just got to give them the paintbrush and the pencil and see what they do with it. Yes, that's a fact. And I want to shout you out, too, because uh, Equity House is one of our sponsors for the Say What You Mean podcast. I really love what you're doing. I love Thank the fact you. that you're educating our people on health disparities because it's something that they don't know about. Right. Like, you opening my eyes to, like, a lot of times when they send us home, they shouldn't <laughs> be sending us home, be mm-hmm. showing us more care, mm-hmm. you know. So I appreciate you for being a sponsor, giving the information you've given on this episode. Absolutely. Uh, also, the Hub Art Factory for being a sponsor for us as well. Uh, Pristine Steam Wash. And Miss Melissa Arline at melissaarline.itworks.com. So if you're interested in plant-based health products, please go to melissaarline.itworks.com. Take the quiz at the bottom of the page for a chance to win $500 weekly prizes. It works. It man. works. So shout out to Melissa. Thank you all for just helping us. We're, we're, we're growing. So Takes excuse, a village. It takes a village. One of the things I love to do at the end of every episode with my guests is have a section called Peace Positive Point. We love to end our shows on a high note, a positive note. So we have our guests come up with a quote that means something to them, and then we share our quote. You want to share yours first, or you want to save the best for last? Um, I'll go last. All right. See, Weez, you got your quote? Yeah. Yeah, let's get it. My quote today is, all this shrimp and no one to eat it with. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. It's lonely at the top. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, on real. This yacht. Uh, it goes, <laughs> what happens when people open their hearts? They get better. And mm. I think for what we talked about today, when we talked about it taking a village and, you know, the disconnect between how we were able to be out kicking in Canton to, you know, needing everybody just pretty much being in their own little hub. You know, sure. home, you know, I feel like we all need to heal as a community. Yes. You know, uh, a lot of stuff has happened. All this second most dangerous city stuff. You know what I mean? I've never wanted to believe in that. because I, I never I, was I a fan like, of that label. I don't think that's something we should glorify. And we definitely shouldn't be perpetuating it. You know yeah. what I mean? Hearing something like that, if anything, should make you want to do way better and hold people more accountable, you know, especially those around you. So I feel like the only way for us to get back to that is for us to heal as a community and realize there's bigger, there's there's way bigger out here than the guns, the violence, the, 
part of my language, the, the bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's there, there, there's way more stuff out here, and we got kids out here, and you know we just want them to be able to have what we had. I love correcting day, people so. when they say that because out of town people. The first thing they say, isn't that the dangerous? I said, no, it's no. a city of people know how to make something out of nothing. That's right. I even, love it. Even if they're not artists, man. I've seen people, even my mom, like we lived yeah. in the projects, but I never lived a life of a person that was from there. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. starving. I had clothes. That's right. I had food to eat. I had a church to go to. Shout That's out Mount right. Olive. Mount Olive. You know, oh, like, and, and if you know, Mount Olive was an experience. It, it was, man. The choir. Like, I love the fact that I felt like I would go to a concert yeah, every no. Sunday. Because they was ready My you grandma know. yeah we, My grandma had us in there Shout out Mount Olive man If you know you know So it just happened Them things man I, I love to Absolutely. correct people About our city right. but yeah, It's just and one of them things Where you know I'm I, I don't I'm not, I don't accept it You know right. what I mean Yeah And we have to That's what we have to learn to do Is stop accepting Stop allowing Right And I I'm sorry I'm gonna cut you Oh no go ahead I was just gonna say I know we at the end of the show But There are so many Success stories out of can sure people do. who have made it, mm-hmm. people who so I, you you've taught me something right when I hear that counter it with something positive because what you speak into to the universe is what manifests. Words are very itself. powerful. I they tell them all the so time. Powerful, very. and there were so many of us. It's so funny. Uh, one of my childhood friends, uh, 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 Derek Daniels. I he I laugh Shout with out Derek him. Daniels. I laugh with him because he he said, "Man, you engineering came from the dirt, and now look at y'all, right?" And I mean, it ain't like we got a whole lot, but we have advanced degrees, we have careers, and she was generic. Shout out, Nary. She was raised in. Um, Pulley Hill mm-hmm. and I was raised in Chips but we did something with ourselves so there are so many people who did something that's the beauty of the story because it's like as a kid I didn't understand where I was growing up at yeah. I didn't understand right. the southeast it was all I knew but as an adult and when you see what's there now and I look at you and I look at other women and men who like I said they may not be like on big big stars yeah. but they're making it for themselves that's success to me it like is. even me just having my own crib Your and success. not staying there there's people who never left that side never of town left. never left and can't leave weren't afforded the opportunities or the breaks or the village mentality because there were a lot of people who poured into me I didn't get out of you know being a young mom in the system by myself people poured into me mm-hmm. right so we got to keep pouring that's a fact we keep pouring and I love what you said counter that no 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 what yeah, did you say? The man. city that I said it's a city that knows how to people make nothing out of something out of nothing. That. Yeah, I love something that. out of nothing, I and I see it every that. day where I deliver mail. I'm trying, yeah. I mean, I, the, the city is looking prettier, but you know, you can you can you can dress up a disease. You know, what I'm we saying? Hurt. you, you got to cure hurt. the disease, and the disease is it's, it's, it's disconnect. And I think we need to figure out how do we change that. Exactly. What what do we we have to start? We playing checkers. We got to start playing chess. Mm-hmm. How do we change that? And I think that that's where that thought partnership and and that meant, and it has to be y'all, the younger generation. This is right? true. We we it's so funny, but now like we the old heads, right? It, it's y'all have to. We I was just having a conversation with someone about this exact thing, um, talking about what we need to do for our youth without our youth or without our young people. Like yes. we. We need y'all to tell us and then we need to remove barriers and get the funding and make things happen. You know what I'm saying? We got to come together. Because we have the space for us. Like when when it comes to Kent and y'all just see the Hall of Fame growing. 
I'm growing He's growing right. He's growing You're growing right. You know what I'm saying But that doesn't get documented But instead of waiting For somebody else To put it to the forefront I do it That's right That's how it's supposed to be Like why wait for somebody To give you an opportunity That you can make yourself Go on little John That's right That's how it's supposed to be Period so I like that quote Can you say that I one more I time I like that quote uh, Let's get back into it all this shrimp It is <laughs> Again it was all this shrimp Shot ain't big enough For the both of us <laughs> The steak ain't big enough For the both of us No uh, This prime rib No it's like <laughs> What happens when people Open their hearts They get better and, and, and it's time for that You know like it's, that. it's time to put All the negativity To the side it, it, It's time We gotta grow We have to grow up mm-hmm. You know And that's yeah. that's really what it is We all gotta grow We gotta get out of this mentality That oh somebody Disrespected me I gotta go in their life like stuff mm. like that It's unnecessary You know I, You're gonna have problems Every city gonna have problems But we weren't that And we don't have to be that I love that And, and I refuse to accept it I so. love it He's doing a lot Through her ass whooping <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not just shooting somebody like yeah, like yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe you rather should... tell you rather go ten to thirty and not just be like, man, he did give me in my eye, bro. Right, we I'm cool good. now, we tight. So what about you, Zach? What's your quote? <laughs> you hit kind of hard, bro. <laughs> yeah, you hit me hard, but we we cool now. We don't gotta keep this going. I ain't bro. mad no more. You punch in the mouth one time, you gonna learn. That's not my quote. Yo, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's your quote. <laughs> learn to <My> duck. <laughs> it is never too late to be who you might have been. So basically just saying Doesn't matter what you maybe have gone through in the past How old you are You can always become what you've wanted to be So like How You said you're 31 You haven't started your film career yet But you still can You still aspire to do it Facts Oh yeah Uh, You've been doing music now 10 plus years Maybe you haven't blown up To where you want to be yet But you're still working for it Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in life You can always keep taking those steps to be Better. That's right. I like that quote. Say that one more time. It is never too late to be who you might have been. That's right. Okay. Good. And my quote is um all this Gucci and no no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It's hard wearing all these Gucci sheets and all, all this saying. head and not a thought and I'm just sure. <laughs> my quote is anxiety and fear are cousins but not twins. Fear sees a threat, anxiety imagines one. Oh, say it again. Anxiety and fear are cousins, but not twins. Fear sees a threat. Anxiety imagines one. And what that means to me is like, as an MC, and I refer back to a hip hop artist because I've been in my head so long about being an artist because coming up in a place like Canton where you're doing one type of music, so many people are quick to tell you, you should sound like this. Mm-hmm. You should make this type of song. And I would go along with it. And then when, I, and my, when my intuition would tell me, mm, that's not that's not who you are, it, it, it broke me free. Because now that I'm doing songs that Jean wants to do, I'm doing things creatively that Jean wants to do, that anxiety is gone. And as far as that fear, you know, I would be scared sometimes because the dude was bigger than me or he may have had more respect but now I'm like I'm looking at what we look like I, I don't, I'm not scared of no black man mm-hmm. I'm not because we all we we all in this fight together That's right. I don't care how street you are I don't care what work you put in years ago or who you might have <laughs> killed or beat up I don't I don't know kind of scared a little bit because you can do it to me but no. <laughs> but I mean realistically it's like we we, we the same you know what right. I'm saying? So why why what what's the need of me fearing you? Or why do I fear some things that I can't do and I know I could do it 
When I used to be like Man they ain't never Gonna give me no headline show I went and made my own That's right You know what I'm saying And that fear of Being told no Nobody likes to be told no But when they tell you no You just okay cool mm-hmm. Do it again I ain't afraid of nobody But God My dad and the IRS So I mean That's a fact However you feel yeah, man. You know Whatever problem you got Bring it All this shrimp No one no to share it No one to share it with man. <laughs> No that quote again Is from Max Licato Anxiety and fear Are cousins But not twins Fear sees a threat Anxiety imagines one Yeah Miss Latrice ain't no joke It ain't it ain't no joke. Not on Facebook either. Right. It's, it's real. It's, it's real on Facebook. Well, it's not real on Facebook, but you know, it's yeah. But anxiety is a is a is a mental health issue, right? Is that something that another question I could ask you? Uh-huh. Anxiety. Why is that overlooked? It's bad. It, it And you will not believe the people, personal story, I suffered from debilitating anxiety and depression. Anxiety to the Mm. point that I couldn't even sit here with, like, it just comes up in you to the point that I wouldn't even be able to sit here. And I didn't talk to anybody about it because I viewed it as a weakness. And I felt like people are going to judge me. They're going to say I'm weak. So I I need to, I can't tell nobody about this. But a lot of people suffer from anxiety. Um, And we don't talk about it. And then it just keeps on manifesting and manifesting. But anxiety is real. Real. It's a lot of people who have anxiety about, you know, life is, because life gets stressful. And then you got all this stuff. You're like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do this. What's going on with that? What's going on with this? And then you just have this anxiety. Like, I just can't do it all, Mm -hmm. you know? So we got to, but that quote is real. It's perceived, right? Because it's not a real threat or it's a perception of, of, you know, what you may not be able to do or what you think is going to happen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that, man. I'm loving all these quotes. Now you top it off. Okay. So my time. Okay. I got two. Go ahead. Let's go. So I have one, a professional one. And this is a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. And I love this quote because it still reigns true today. He said that of all the forms of inequality, injustice in healthcare is by far the most shocking and inhumane. Wow. And he said that in what, 1960s, right? And that is still true. We have injustice, inequality in healthcare, right? You know, and if you're not well, there's, you can't do anything That's a Period. fact your, your health and your wellness Is everything If your health and If your mind, body, and soul Are not in sync You will not be successful And that's square one in anything Yeah, I don't care how hard you try I don't care what you do If your mind, body, and soul Is not healthy You are no you good are to yourself Or no one else I say all the time John Johnson got to be well For John Peter MC yes. To be great You know what I'm saying Yes, for baby Amir He can always be baby <laughs> To be okay. I'm always you, be little John too at 32. Be John. You gonna be little John at 60. <laughs> hey, little John, what you doing, boy? Um, but yeah, so I just it is imperative that the black and brown community get their mind, body, and soul in sync, and it is imperative that those that are serving the black and brown community mm-hmm. understand. What's going on Okay So that's a, And then the other one Is just a personal one I heard this on a movie That I was watching And it the quote is Do not spend your tomorrows Chasing things That do not matter mm, right. What movie was that? I forget the I'm name I'm gonna get you sucker No I'm just <laughs> I forget the name <laughs> Of the movie But it's the The lady is in the movie That was from um, The War Room And I can't remember The name of the movie But that quote Just stuck with me Because we spend So much time mm-hmm. Worrying about things that in the grand scheme of things, it's not important. That was me. 
and we just we give so much effort and you know rather it's a relationship or rather it's a job or rather it's a, a an intangible object or a car, you know a car we spend all of this time worrying about stuff that really doesn't matter so do not spend your tomorrows worrying about you know chasing and worrying about things that just don't matter I like that Worrying It gets you nowhere Gets you nowhere It gets you nowhere Any last shout outs Before we get out of here This was just good Shout out to you all Shout out to you Mike Lazak And you Chris And you Lil Jean For having me Thank you This was so much Fun. I'm, I'm glad, glad we got to have you. Yeah, this was fun. This was fun. And just one thing, if you have not gotten your annual wellness physical this year, I charge you to reach out yeah. to your healthcare provider and go and get your physical. Know or your be numbers. At your house and make you do it. Yep. <laughs> know your numbers. Please. Uh, drink your water. Let's Take stop dying of preventable stuff. stuff. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's let's make that extinct. Yeah. But I just want to shout you out for coming out, Thank Dr. Lee. Thank you so much. Um, you know, spending some time with us. Thank you for, you know, you put you you put me on to a lot of stuff. Like I said, Sturbs and <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you on this stuff. No, seriously. It's just super Hello. cool. How you doing this right? Um but yeah, just you know, I, I learned a lot. You know, from this and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I am going to carry with me, especially, you know, the, the conversation we had about the 4 a.m. wake ups yeah. and everything that's just very important. And yeah. it's funny to hear somebody on the outside tell me what I was already thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, you know, that's I, I feel like God talks to you. The universe talks to you through other people. That's right. And never mm-hmm. direct. So to, um, right. it, to have stuff like that confirmed is very, very, very important to me. So I learned a lot. I appreciate yeah. you coming out. And I want everybody to remember, I know you about to say something, LeJean. Just one more. Uh-uh, one more no good. Thing. I'm listening. A health disparity is a preventable Burden on disease or injury or sickness, right? So remember, when we talk about disparities, they're preventable. When we talk about equity, it's just leveling the playing field so that everyone can thrive. Mm. So everything you do, I charge you to look at it through the equity lens. See, I've been so excited about this episode because I'm learning a lot. It's a lot of vital information that a lot of men and women do not know or or take serious or when they know that it's too late. Mm. Ooh, that part mm-hmm. and the two lays was was terrible because usually too late there is like the no coming back from mm-hmm. too late not the oh we'll you're gonna have some issues but you're gonna be all right mm-hmm. too late this stuff is life or death oprah did a whole documentary the color of care Damn. it's about this i had a lot of fun today me too this was fun this was so much fun <laughs> can we do it again yeah y'all gotta bring me back oh, yeah, everybody's gotta get a, every I, I tell everybody you know most people gotta get an episode too so i can see where they've been you know <laughs> you know touch base eventually i have somebody to eat the shrimp with you know <laughs> <laughs> i want to give a shout out to latrice thank you for being on this show i appreciate you for always being a supporter yeah. and always being a motivator because me and you i've decided to write a book yeah do a TED talk a one TED day. Talk. You know, I want to do so many things. And one of the most important things I learned from you is importance taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I've always kept in mind to this day. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Michael Zach, Seawees, the supporters of the podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. Get your checkups, check in your straps. Sturbs. I, I got it wrong too. Come on, short term memory loss. He was just talking about me with the short term. Learn your Sturbs. Your short term energy releasing behaviors and go on to the website and buy the um the Postman comic t shirt. Yeah, I'm going to go get mine. But also, cop. 
you know, Dr. Latrice's book as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can you plug the book? Let me get the book. Don't forget to sell. They know about me. Okay, I want my T-shirt too. But it's called Justice for the health of it. And you can get it on my website, www.theequityhouse.com. Make sure y'all cop that. I'm going to go ahead and shout you out, John P., for dressing like me today. <laughs> Completely unintentional. It's really flattering. You just want to pick on me. You learned stirs, and now you want that. Your stirs is roasting No, yo. Yeah, see, everybody just want to see. Now everybody want to get on with the, the sweatpants, the, the soft Sunday look. I've been doing this all summer, and y'all want to do it now. See, that was the problem. You was doing it in the summer. It was hot. <laughs> But it was mine. <laughs> it was mine. Nah, we out of here, man. This is Jean Peter MC, Seaweeds, Michael Zach, Latrice, Snodgrass. We out of here. Say what you mean. Peace. 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 Say what you mean. Mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Oh. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Oh. Where them boys don't play. From the Northwest to the Northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest, no arguments. Yeah, I got next John P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again real quick.